This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey, welcome to Mess It Up Podcast. I am here once again uh, with a new show for you, your host, the Bowtie Guy. We got uh, Big Squatch coming back on. How we all doing? All right. And uh, we got, uh, a, I, I'm hoping, an interesting topic this week. It, it feels fun to me, and we've been putting this one off for several weeks just trying to get our schedules to mesh up and getting ourselves in the right headspace for it but i think this one's going to be uh, a good one for for a lot of people uh, so we'll get into that in a little while what i want to tell you about first is how to get a hold of us on social media you probably know this by now there's a thing out there called facebook there's a thing out there called instagram there's a thing out there called uh, twitter there's a thing out there called myspace there's a thing out there called reddit now you don't have to know all of those you don't have to be on all of those, but you're probably on or familiar with at least one of them. So check those out, whichever one you feel fits you best. Join us there and join in on the conversation. Talk to us, leave notes, uh, make comments, uh, repost, uh, retweet, whatever uh, you want to do uh, so that we can get the word out there on the show because that makes it a lot more fun for, uh, for everybody involved uh, to get, you know, like I like to say, you know, social media has to be social. Uh, so, uh, you know, I want you to be social with me on our social media. Um, we also have a lot of options for you to get involved with us financially because we are 100% financially supported by our listeners. We don't get any money other than our listeners. And so you can do that in two ways. One is to join our Patreon family and you do that by going to mess it up ministry. <laughs> messituppodcast.com and click on the uh, become a sponsor uh, button there and it'll take you to our Patreon page or you can do our text to give you text the word MUM M-U-M to 760-WALLS-CA and that'll take you to our text to give platform all of those both of those are um, either a one-time gift or a recurring gift and uh, we really appreciate that they are also tax deductible uh, minus a small piece that Patreon keeps, about 8% uh, of the gift on Patreon uh, stays with Patreon, so we can't give you the tax deduction on that. But still, uh, it's a good way to get a, a nice write-off. It's a good way to help us out and uh, send us in to do God's work on um, the inside in prisons in California here. So we really appreciate all of our Patreon uh, family and our text to give family. If you do become part of our financial system, we have some gifts for you. we got t-shirts we got uh, window stickers we got little uh, uh, mess it up uh, shop towels uh, on there and you also can become part of our discord chat server where you can talk to other uh, giving giving hey <laughs> I I pushed a button or uh, I moved some some stuff and we stopped working um, Kevin I want to hear you say some words again just to make sure we're working and this is not a mess Okay, well, here we go. Well, it sounds like we're working. Um, I'm hoping. Uh, I'm going to do something I rarely do, and I'm going to pause for just a second to check this. So we'll be back in just a second. Hopefully it sounds like we weren't even gone. All right, so that was really, really interesting. Uh, something happened there, and our settings got changed, and I see now we're not recording in stereo anymore, so it's, it's coming in in mono, uh, but it works. So I apologize. What I was saying is um, you can give in a lot of different ways, and check those ways out. we got gifts for you. Um, so um, I don't know what all got captured on that. Um, I'm guessing it was a mess. So here's the message. 
we live on your gifts. So thank you for giving, and uh, we'd love for you to be part of our family. If you want to get a hold of me uh, by email, you can send uh, your emails to bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. If you want to send me a text or uh, make a phone call, it's 760-608-1942. That'll get you right here to me, Paul, the Bowtie Guy. Now, one of the things we do on the show is we have a word of the week. And our word of the week this week is proclivity. And proclivity, any ideas, Kevin? I know this word, and, and you asked me, and it's gone. It's like a predisposition or inclination, a tendency to do something. Like, I have a proclivity for donuts. I enjoy donuts. So it's, it's something that, uh, that a person might tend to do. Um, and so if you have a proclivity for using big words, uh, go ahead and give yourself 10 points every time you can use this big word in your sentences this week. And um, keep track of your own bonus points because I don't want to keep track of them for you. Mm-hmm. Go with God. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much math. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Kevin, um, for uh, some time you've been dealing with a psychological, medical um, diagnosis. And recently you've had some changes in that. Yes. And and I wanted to talk to you about that. And, and I think that this is something that can be um, a situation for a lot of people out there. So I really think a lot of yeah. folks could, could learn from this. I want to back up and, and get into the background just a little bit. And you can be as specific or as vague as you want. But um, when did you get your first diagnosis um, on this? Um, I mean, this goes back all the way to a junior high range. Okay. Um, you know, after the divorce, there was some therapy and... The therapist at that time had some suspicions, but I never got fully diagnosed at that time um, outside of being ADHD and chasing a lot of squirrels. There was other issues, but it never got resolved. Mm-hmm. And um, about four or five years ago now, I didn't come prepared with those dates. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I went back into therapy to try to save a failing marriage. Mm-hmm. And in that process, I got diagnosed bipolar. Okay. Oh, well, and that was diagnosed by a uh, psychologist, psychiatrist, or medical doctor? Psychiatrist. Psychiatrist, okay. Um, well, it's the one, yeah, it's the one that does the, the pills. Yes, okay. So, yeah. But it's a formal medical get, I, diagnosis, not... Yes. Uh, okay. Um, I was working with a counselor, and they, you know, basically... He saw it, and then we went to the doctor to get the full official diagnosis. And the original diagnosis was actually a cyclothymia. It's a kind of the shirt tail relative of bipolar. It, um, rapid cycling. Okay. Uh, for me, I never knew what I was going to be when I woke up. Okay. You know, I might wake up happy, might wake up pissy, might wake up ranging mad. Occasionally, the Hulk. It was it was a thing, um, and. Uh, Did uh, you know what you were when you woke up? Could you tell, okay, I am raging mad right now, or did everything just feel like this is what it is? Not generally. No, it was... <laughs> at that time, it was generally... And there's a lot of hindsight being 2020 here. Um, give us give us the current... Not, not today, but when you're in it. That That's I your perspective then. I never knew what it was going to be. Okay, but but what I'm saying is like, when you were in it, did you know? Could you identify it at that point? Sometimes, okay. sometimes it was really bizarre. I could see myself 
self-destruction and and almost like an out-of-body experience i could watch myself fighting with my Mm ex-wife and literally watch (laughs) yelling at myself like what are you doing you idiot you know this is going to be bad man and i could watch it happen helpless to do anything about it and just destruct so sometimes there's issues like that there's other times where you know that first interaction with my ex I wouldn't know what I was going to be until that happened. And mm-hmm. sometimes I'm just like, oh, it's going to be a good day. Other times I'm like, oh, this is going to be a bad day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and was that like, I mean, I imagine that at certain points, maybe not always, but at certain points it's like, okay, I'm in the car. I see the wall coming up fast. This is going to hurt. Can't do anything other than just turtle up. Yeah. Sometimes it was that simple for me. You know, there's nothing I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, I started on medications shortly after the diagnosis. Okay. Um, the first one they put me on was Latuda, and it actually made a huge difference. It, it was almost like a night and day. Mm-hmm. And I was on it for a month, and there was going to be some pretty significant financial concerns. Mm-hmm. And God and his infinite wisdom and sense of humor decided to help me out with some decisions. And I wound up getting pancreatitis from the Latuda. Mm. So I could no longer take it. So God saved me some money. Um, And then I wound up getting on another medication. And that pushed me over the edge and made me diabetic. And then I got on another medication. Um, And that one was I was on for quite a while. Um, up until the past year. So I would imagine, and I'm projecting, and tell me if I'm wrong on this, but it feels like if I was in that situation, first one works and has good results. I'm like, okay, cool, this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Then I have a little bit of a problem with it, have to do something different, so now I'm a little bit more hesitant. I would imagine each time down the line, it's like, all right, is is this one going to work? What's going to happen? And it, I could see myself getting a little bit more... Hesitant, I guess, each time? Uh, gun shy. Yeah. I was very gun shy. Um, the first one, Latuda was pretty new when I got on it. Um, and I know my case was one of the ones that wound up putting pancreatitis into the, the side effects. <laughs> um, and that was frustrating. Um, but the process has taught me a lot on what to ask. Now, you're saying that pancreatitis, and then the next time you took a thing, and then you went diabetic. Yeah. Is there some correlation between these medicines and why it's interacting? Because I would assume the pancreatitis might either lead to the diabetes, but I can't imagine diabetes happening without pancreas issues. So do you think it was a hangover from the Latuda, or are they just these medicines, for whatever reason, also have some sort of coefficient with the pancreas? There is... Uh, a lot of mental health um, psychotropics and mental health medications have a side effect of affecting blood sugars. Okay. Some actually will lower it. Some Mm. raise it. Most raise it. Okay. And Um, is that why the pancreas, because they're raising the blood sugar and so the pancreas is just being like time out? It could be. I've never, to be honest, the doctors and I, if we've never looked into that connection, um, it was, okay, well, I got pancreatitis. I can't take that medication anymore and at that time and i that was the one that pushed me over the edge to quit drinking the first time i I quit drinking that for a year 
after that because they also found liver issue. Like it was a whole, yeah. it was a whole thing. And by the way, if you are in this field and you have some answers for this, please uh, send them to us because we'd like we'd like to put oh. them in a subsequent show or or on Facebook or whatever so we can let people know. And, and to be honest, I never thought about the that correlation with getting the pancreatitis and going because I've always been hypoglycemic, low blood sugar, which is a precursor to diabetes. And so it just never Which type my... of diabetes? That's, that's uh, two. type 2. Okay. Uh, type 1, you're born with. Type 2, you get later. Uh, okay. Um, and I never thought about that correlation because I'm just like, I'm going to have it eventually. So <laughs> the medication pushed me over the edge. I'm like, okay, it happened. Here we go. Um, and But yeah, I've learned to ask a lot of questions when doctors are offering me pills. Okay. Um, a lot of them have to do with side effects. You know, is this going to affect the blood sugars? Is this going to affect sex drive? Is this going to, the, the list is pretty big. So, and it's tough. I know just with my wife going through things, uh, one of her issues that she, she deals with, she has an issue and the medication that she's taking that worked great for that issue one of the side effects, side effects, restless legs. So then she's mm-hmm. not able to sleep, which makes the issue. And it's like, okay, which thing do I want to live with? And, you know, uh, invariably it's like, okay, the one I have right now, I don't want to deal with. <laughs> so let me go. And it's, it's, you know, this tennis match. I, I have another yeah. friend who goes through that and he has just refused to go on medication because in trying to get his um, bipolar dialed in he, he just got tired of the let's try this for a while and see and try this for a while and see and then he'll mm-hmm. go to a manic phase and then he'll be like okay i'm good and so he's just given up on it and when he gets into his depressed phase then it's like all right we're not going to see dude for the next three months he's going to be parked in front of the tv just you mm-hmm. know morose and it is hard um because all of these medications take time to build up into a therapeutic level mm-hmm. um, and whenever and- you mess with one system it's going to have some effect Yeah, on another one. Yeah. yeah. Um, like every time I've changed medications, it's generally about six to eight weeks before I know how effective it's going to be. Yeah. Um, and that's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's a long time Yeah. to not be right. Yeah. And, and that whole time you're just suffering, you're going crazy. You're, well, is this working? And then, you know, you also have that uh, placebo effect. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm taking a pill for this, and and it's cured. Yeah. Even though it's really not. Yeah. Because that placebo only lasts for so long. Right. And and then you get this crazy. It's very frustrating getting onto the right meds, but once you get on the right meds, it's 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 an amazing difference. Right. You know, because even though I was being treated for bipolar, and I was on bipolar medications, they did level me out, stabilize me at that time. And made life a lot more easy to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made, I imagine, made you easier to deal with for the people in your life. Yeah. And, and I mean, there was a lot of, uh, you know, when I got the original diagnosis and was sharing with people close enough to me to need to know, a lot of them were like, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. You know, everyone, it's, it's one of those, we all know something's wrong, but didn't know what. Don't know what, yeah. And, uh, you know, everyone in my life was like, they could see something wrong and I'm just happily ignorant to my own world and don't realize how bad it is. And, and it was kind of eye-opening how many people 
when I found out that initial diagnosis were like, <laughs> that makes sense. Now we can, now we can work on it make yeah. things better. I'm like, wait, was I that bad? Yeah. And, and I, I had no clue how bad it was. And, and that's another frustrating thing is even though it's you, you're in the middle of it. It's sometimes hard to see the forest for the trees and to understand and, and get out um, of that uh, predicament, that situation, and just really understand what it is. Um, but there's hope. And, there uh, and And the hope's going to come in about 90 seconds or more. But we're going to give you 90 seconds of a song here. Take a little bit of a break so we can uh, uh, refresh our beverages and have a little potty break and uh, check to make sure the microphones are working. We're going to leave you with a, a 90 second uh, bit of a song by a guy named Chris McClarney. This is a song called Speak to the Mountains. And uh, because sometimes we feel like, well, I feel like I'm howling at the moon. I figured this would be a good one to throw in here. So here's 90 seconds of Chris McClarney with Speak to the Mountains. Tis or Oh, cause my God is so much better than all of these things. So I won't be Hey, there you go. That's a nice big uh, church choir kind of song there for you, Kevin. What uh, what pops out at you? Um, it for me, it's almost because it's how opposite of where I was was the 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 chorus. I won't be shaken. I won't be moved. <laughs> that was the opposite of me for a long time. Mm-hmm. Even after I got stabilized on meds initially. I wasn't in church. I wasn't where I needed to be. I was fighting everything and everyone kind of as far as where I should be. Um, but I did start going to church shortly after and started getting back into control. And that was kind of the final piece at that, that time that I was missing mm. was the church. Mm-hmm. And that's why it meant like this course kind of stood out to me. Um, and especially the last part, because when you're quote unquote crazy, you know, bipolar depression, these are all diseases that people, you can't see, mm-hmm. you know, 
you know, if I got a broken arm, you can see me in a cast and you go, right. oh, you got a broken arm. If I'm struggling with my mental health, you can't see that. Yeah. And sometimes those mountains, you know, our nice little view of the five fingers and the El Paso Mountains, that's where I would talk to them, literally. I'd sit in my front yard and stare at the mountains and talk to myself because that was the only place I could. Yeah. Where I didn't have someone telling me, just suck it up or, oh, it can't be that bad or just don't get angry. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I I get that and I agree with this and I, I, I totally am where you are on that. And that's where it's difficult sometimes is when I have the head knowledge but not the heart knowledge. And we talked about that on a show uh, in the past that, you know, that I feel like th- that's what I need to be thinking or doing or saying or feeling. But I... I don't feel the capacity to go for it. And that's where I get in a, a, a bad brain cycle with myself. It's where I, I know it, but I can't feel it. And, and by the way, that was uh, back December 7th uh, show, uh, show 191. Uh, Kevin and I talked about from the neck to the heart. Um, but that I, I get frustrated by that, but it is those promises of God their promises, and I have to just know that when I am in a good spot, to believe those and trust in them and and mm-hmm. accept them. So that way, when I get to where I need them, they'll be there, and they'll they'll hold true. And it, it, it's hard um, because when I got my diagnosis, one of the first places I went was the Bible to look for help, mm-hmm. like trying to. Anywhere I was grasping at straps, if you yeah. will. And all I found was just pray more. Mm-hmm. That try harder doctrine. Um, yeah, if, if you've got mental health, it means you don't have enough faith. And I'm like, well, <laughs> wait, 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 what? <laughs> no, that's not true. And quite frankly, if your pastor tells you that you don't have bipolar, you have a faith issue, it's time to find somewhere else to go. Yeah, yeah, because, or another person to listen to anyway. Yeah, because the thing is, is the church, Christians, we're called to take care of the body, right? That's not just from the ears down. We have a brain that needs to be taken care of too. Yeah. And we have doctors that can help us with that. Yeah. And I guess we're starting to get to the point where I realized I was not doing well anymore. Yeah. So where did you get that change then? What 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 was the impetus for that? What did you notice something? Did people tell you something? What I got in a new relationship. Probably the first healthy relationship I've ever really been in. Okay. Um including with my own mother. I love you, mom, but you already know. <laughs> um this woman that I'm with now is healthy. Um, about the only thing to question her on is the fact that she's with me. Hmm. Um, you know, she shared with me that she only saw her parents fight one time when she was growing up, and she was for sure they were getting divorced because she'd never seen it before. Mm-hmm. You know, she was modeled how to have a healthy relationship. 
and I was starting to see things that aren't right. Um, and by and, and what I mean by that is that what I was seeing and what my brain was registering wasn't right. She was in the right. Mm-hmm. She was having normal human emotions, normal human interactions. And because I've been in a few relationships that were toxic, abusive. Um, I mean, even up to and including checking myself into a hospital because I became suicidal. I don't know what a healthy relationship is. And I realized that there's a really big problem when I can't figure out how to stop those thoughts. And I started thinking about it and looking at it. And, I'm, and I mean, for a while, I've, I've kind of felt like something was missing. I was never able to put my finger on it with the bipolar diagnosis. Mm-hmm. But I always felt like something, it just wasn't complete. Well, I happened to work in a building full of therapists. Right. And some of them are friends. I would definitely call them friends at this point. Friends of you, not friends of each other. All, all of the above. Right, but but for this purpose, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but You're they're, they're them, my yeah. friends. And um, I was really, you know, I made a pretty, I don't know, dumb mistake with my girlfriend. And I immediately saw how stupid it was. And although it was too late, I'd already said some pretty dumb things. And, you know showed my rear end. Now, I immediately recognized and and wrote it down and went and talked to one of my friends, a therapist. And she kind of gave me an immediate, okay, this is what you need to do to start with, you know, but you obviously need more. So I started, you know, went through the, the employee assistance program and met with a counselor, started getting some coping skills. But I was talking with one of my other therapists, friends, not my therapist. I don't have that many therapists. I'm not that rich. Um, but I was talking with one of my friends and she got to thinking, um, that it didn't sound like bipolar. And she explained to me what she thought it might be. And I got to investigating and looking into it. And, it was a juvenile diagnosis that's that's technically not even in the DSM right now, and um, it, it's still considered a theory. DSM. Uh, it, it's the diagnostic book that mental health specialists use. Okay. For, um, basically, if it's a mental health issue, it's going to be in there. If it's a legit one, is the theory, although it's not complete, and we all know it. Um, but what we started looking at. And it was, it's called attachment theory. And uh, a lot of it stems from uh, basically like your first year of life. Um, but there's a lot of qualifying things that happen through your childhood that can cause you to have attachment issues. Um, I met every stinking box for that. Mm-hmm. I read that thing and cried, ugly crying, snot in the beard, the whole nine <laughs> yards. Um, it was bad because 
this felt like the complete story. I felt like I finally got that um, missing chapter of the book. And it made the rest of it make sense. Right. Um, and I got to looking into it. And I'm like, yeah, I meet all of the qualifications. But it's a juvenile diagnosis. They don't, you don't get diagnosed with attachment disorder at 38 with a gray in your beard. That's not, they don't tend to think about it. The adult version, there's a lot of varying factors. Um, that cause it, but it's complex PTSD. And that's what I've been diagnosed with. I'm no longer um, bipolar. <laughs> and that's kind of exciting, in a way, for me. And we'll get there in a minute. But the complex PTSD answered a whole of those question marks. It explained why I react poorly. Because... I've never had a healthy relationship. Um, I've got one friend from that's been with me through it all. And he's still with me from first grade on. Mm-hmm. And he's the only one that stuck with me. And even he's like, you got issues. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't argue with him. And then outside of that, I think like the longest running friend I have that I'm in constant communication with is well, you, the mm-hmm. bow tie guy. Um, you know, so I had answers. And this was so amazing because I felt like there was a freedom. Because with bipolar, while you can manage your symptoms, and you can get to a sense of normalcy. There's no cure. You you, you always have bipolar. Mm-hmm. But with PTSD, complex or normal or anything, there is proper treatment. You put in the work. There is a light at the end of the tunnel to have a normal life without issue. Now, it's going to be a long, bumpy road before I get to that point. Right. But simply having that light at the end of the tunnel is huge for me right now. Sure. Sure. And it's been um, the past two, three, four months. I'm not real sure how long. It all runs together. has been an emotional roller coaster of trying to keep me from not completely ruining my relationship with the first healthy person I've ever been with. And because of past relationships, that's all I've been doing. And trying to keep myself from not uh, self-sabotaging by ending the relationship on my terms because it, quote-unquote, hurts less. Right, right. And uh, my girlfriend has the patience of a saint to have dealt with (laughs) my mess over these past few months and she's definitely a key factor in my support system now sure because of it um because well 
I definitely have the proclivity for making messes. Oh, nice. There's 10 bonus points right there, people. So um, for a person who has a diagnosis, what could you recommend in terms of if they're just not sure if it's the right one, how do you go about investigating that? What would be some practical advice from your experience? Don't hesitate to ask. If it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't sound right, chances are there's something off. And now that could be in your own understanding or it could be that there's more to it. Mm -hmm. I don't recommend self-diagnosis at all, ever, because there's so many components that go into getting a diagnosis. And a Google search counts as (laughs) self-diagnosis. Agreed. Um, You know, these people go to school for a lot of years to be able to put the pieces together to try to give you an accurate diagnosis. Now... They still get it wrong, obviously, but it happens. Yeah. And if you don't feel it's right, you've got to be your own advocate. You've got to fight for yourself, too. Now, be open to what they say. Sometimes the doctor might have a reason why they're giving you this diagnosis. Because you're meeting qualifications that you may not even fully understand yourself. But the biggest thing is ask. When it comes to mental health, the worst thing you can ever do for yourself is keep it to yourself. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's resources all around that you might be able to talk to and uh, whatnot. So I think one of the big, and I I think this is something that both sides of the aisle agree with. They don't agree Mm -hmm. how to handle it, but... Mental health is a huge challenge yes. for our our population, our world. Yeah. So, uh, and it's not cheap. You said the the first medicine they gave you worked, but there was a money issue with it. Yeah. What about people who don't have the funds? Maybe don't have insurance or don't have. Uh, how how can people who are underfunded get help? Um, there are. Well, I can speak for California. There are Medi-Cal clinics. Medi-Cal is actually pretty, for all of its faults, it actually does try for helping mental health. Um, The clinic I work for is a Medi-Cal clinic. And you can come in and get assessed. And we have people that will even help you fill out the Medi-Cal paperwork to apply for Medi-Cal. And if you don't get... If you don't get it, okay, there's still options. Yeah. And and this um, is where the Google search can come in handy. Wherever yeah. you are, just, you know, look for um, state assistance with yeah. mental health and yeah. and see what it happens to be, you know, in your neck of the woods. Now, obviously, depending on your state, the, your answers may vary. You know, mm-hmm. you might get better options in some states than you do in other states. And, yeah. and, and I don't have that information and Kevin didn't have that information but well but the Google can get you pointed in the right direction and there are some of us that do have insurance look through your insurance more often than not you're going to be able to um, find I know through some of the insurances on base if you're willing to do telemedicine Mm -hmm. you can meet with a psychiatrist and a counselor for free yeah. If, through the insurance. You go through your insurance app, it'll help guide it. Because yeah. I know some of us, we work and we pay for insurance and then we can't afford to do anything with it. Yeah. 
so again ask questions look into things because there are helps out there yeah and if you if you're not sure you know find a, a a local counselor and just you know you can ask their office hey what what options are there for mm-hmm. financial assistance uh for me i was blessed i i don't have insurance and haven't had insurance for several years and i was able to get to a counselor and that counselor um could see the need that i had and gave me half price on um their fees because they knew that i needed it they had it they wanted to provide that so you know that your local provider might not give you a break but they can again get you pointed in in a good direction and that's you know no matter where you are you know like i said your results may vary but but you know just ask until you find an answer yeah all right (laughs) any parting shots for us kevin um just let me reiterate don't go it alone Mm. i you know if you need help you call paul you reach out to paul he'll get you to me if you need help i will happily talk to you if you need and there's no shame in needing help no it's you're gonna be there's there's gonna be more shame in the stuff you do without getting hit that there's more embarrassment in that than there is in just asking for the help and I know for the guys out there, we have been told that we just got to suck it up. But you know what? It's okay to not be okay. And the sooner that you can admit that you're not okay and reach out for some help, even if it's just to a buddy, the sooner you can actually start trying to work through some of it. Yeah. And whatever you suck up, you might suck that up, but you're also going to suck up some other stuff that you just don't want. If you don't believe me, pour your soda in the gutter and suck it up. Uh, see what what comes back. Um, it's no bueno, as no. Uh, they like to say uh, on the schoolyard. Um, all right, well, Kevin, thanks for being open and uh, you know putting your pride on the shelf long enough to talk to us about some pretty personal issues. Um, like Kevin said, if you're struggling, reach out for help. Uh, you can hit us at um, uh, Bowtie Guy at MessItUpPodcast.com. You can get me at 760-608-1942. You can send me a text or you can give me a, a, a phone call. And if you want to get a hold of Kevin, you can reach me and I will give you his, uh, his information. Um, or, you know, Google search for who's available in your area. Yes. Reach out to somebody. Um, go to your local uh, county um, building and, and talk to them. Your city hall. Go to a local church. Um, a lot of them have... Um, resource lists available um, and and uh, then get you pointed in a direction um, and that's sometimes just getting started is what it takes um, Kevin thank you so much for doing this show uh, this has been a, a really good one uh, hopefully it meant something to you check us out on our instant or our social media uh, become a, a, a financial giver uh, in the ways that we had if you don't remember what they are go to the beginning of the show where I may or may not have had decent audio <laughs> and check those things out but uh, we'll see you next time we mess it up thanks for checking out the mess it up podcast if you've got any questions or feedback please email info at mess it up don't forget to share with your friends and we'll see you next time we mess it up